Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. I'm your host, Theo Geeson, and today we're back with a guest who hasn't been on in a while, so it'll be fun to catch up with him. Uh, it's Nate Dog. Hey, um, yeah, Zoom's kind of prompting me to leave right now. So if Prompting you to leave? What does that even mean? It says, hey, you should leave this. This guy's recording you now. It's weird. It says exactly that on the screen. Okay, hold up. It looks like you might actually have a virus. Oh. Yeah. Did you do that? Because my computer was fine before. Did you open the link I sent you? Of course. Okay, then you definitely have a virus. Uh, I should have known when it said Scotty Pimpin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nathan, it's been, I want to say a couple months since you've been on the show, which is a little bit strange because there was a time when you were on basically every show. Yeah. Feel like I still hold the record for most shows done. I think Brett, Brett might. I think Brett might have you beat. He might have me beat, but I think it's close. We won't count right now, but I know he's been on a couple with Neil, and he was on the sure. one. With Matt. Did you give that one a listen? I did. Yeah. Yeah, that was that one was fun. Um, shout out to Matt. We'll have him back on the show anytime. Um. We, I mean, we could have just kept talking about, I feel like we did a lot of get to know you stuff. I had so many more questions about, you know, like his DMing style or if he had any stories or what's going mm-hmm. on in his campaign right now. Like if he, you know, had just gone on for half an hour about what his campaign was about, I would have just sat there and listened. But um, yeah, Brett's definitely been on a lot. You've definitely been on a lot. Um, Dave, not so much, but you know, that's yeah, nobody thing. likes to hear Dave anyway. So. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a good thing. So. Yeah. Uh, and he won't listen to this, so we can totally go in on him. As much as we want. Uh-huh. He'll listen in a couple months, maybe, or like next year. Yeah, it'll be like April, and he'll be like, oh, I'm going to go catch up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. What in the... Come on, man. Andrew wants to FaceTime me. Okay, hold on. Hello. Hey. Tom, I said hi. I'm texting him right now. Hey, big head. What's up? What? What up? <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, I'm just logging on to this uh, game I've been playing. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm uh, talking to Nathan right now. Oh, me too. Are you really? See? Yeah. Um, that's interesting. We're doing a podcast right now. What? Yeah. Hey, Nathan. Hey. Hey, Andrew. I don't know if you can hear him. Yeah, I can't hear him at all. Uh, I can hear him. Okay. Well, have a fun podcast. Thanks. I'm definitely gonna play you night later. Hell yeah. In like an hour. Bye. Me too. Hour. And then for like the rest of the day. Hell yeah. Okay. I'll see you soon. See ya. Bye. Huh. That was a fun little detour. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Do you tell him the calls? Yeah. Mm, good no. call. <laughs> no pun. No, I thanked him though. Mm. That was fun. We'll have to put with Andrew Bardot in the title. Sure. For the clickbait. Yeah. He does have a huge following. 
Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this is our most viewed episode. But is it because I'm in it or because Andrew's in it? We've established that you've been in a lot of episodes, so. All uh, right, but not as a return. Well, actually, you tried to make a case that you were the most featured guest. <laughs> or anything. That, that, I, said to, yeah. I said to Andrew, thanks for the appearance. And then he said, as long as Theo keeps sending me the checks, I'll keep showing up. Damn it. Yeah. I already told you that I was sending you at least four figures. So, yeah. I will this send This is a big one. Mm-hmm. This better get the most of you. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, why don't right up top, well, not right up top, but why don't we get a quick life update from you, Nathan? Uh, how are your holidays? Good. Good. You were back in Nova Scotia, were you? Yes. Uh, with the rents? Yes. That's short for parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and your brother just had a kid recently, correct? Yeah, just about six months old. Oh, nice. So is he like pretty squirmy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah the kind of the age where they start, you know. I think he just had cereal the other day for the first time. Oh, wow, big some, some actual food. Yeah, is the classic like hand feeding technique? No, it was like it was like soup. Like, oh, what? It's like some sort of baby cereal. It's like powder mixed with milk. And then you mix it together and it's like a paste. Yeah. I mean, that's what all baby food is. just mush. Yeah, exactly. Water and some kind of powder. Because it doesn't have teeth yet, so. Yeah. Also, my eczema in my hands is getting bad because of the cold weather. Yeah. I thought you were going to... Very itchy. I thought you were going to give a positive update. No. No. My shift's changed to weekends off. That's a positive Mm-hmm. Yeah. For how long have you been working getting because other it was two Monday, Tuesday for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Monday, Tuesday for a long time. Then for one week it was Sunday, Monday. <clears throat> and that started on a Tuesday and it ended on a Saturday. So I didn't get a Sunday off. Perfect. And then they did that for a while. Oh yeah. And then for a long time it's been Wednesday, Thursdays, and now it's finally the weekend. The normal schedule. Yeah. So I don't really I was going to say, ironically, I think I might be put getting put on a weekend schedule um, once every like three weeks and that'd be coming. Nice. Perfect. But, um, I think I'm only staying at this job for a couple more months. Yeah. I'm go back home to Ontario for a couple months. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it should be fun. Um, my dad and his girlfriend and their family have a trip planned to Mexico where we're going to rent out, I think it's like a, not quite a villa, but like a pretty big house with like a bunch of rooms. There's like six or seven rooms or something. It sleeps like 10. Nice. That's awesome. So instead of going to like resort where you're paying for like so much stuff and mm-hmm. you just rent a spot and then it's yours for however long you get your own food. <clears throat> so Right. And isn't it the thing where like you, you get like dibs on that for the next year as well? Like a timeshare? Yeah. I don't think so. I think this is kind of a one-off situation. But uh, okay. Yeah. Are you going to like, rent out your apartment to like, one of the boys while you're gone? Or? I've rented out to Jared before, so and I know he's living at home with his parents right now, so maybe he would be down to do that. I think, I think last Jared's time. a good one to, to have yeah. there. And not to like reveal too much, but 
I mean, I think I was only renting it to him for two fifty a month, right. which is so cheap. You yeah. literally cannot find that anywhere. No, nowhere ever. You literally can't for a one bedroom yeah. apartment. It's ins- that's insane. Yeah, for anything that's insane. Yeah, even if you were living on like Westwood where you had six roommates. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. But uh, yeah, everything's going well. You had a good holidays. What was your favorite um, thing that you got? Oh, um, oh, we got a automatic cat feeder, and you know what Stewie's like. Um, what's what's he like? Always hungry. Always hungry and always meowing for food and begging for food. So, so now, yeah. Uh, so now it's like um, seven a.m. 12 p.m., 5 p.m., and 10 p.m., he just gets food automatically dispersed. Hmm. So how does that stop the meowing? Because he, um, well, it hasn't yet. But oh, okay. Ho- hopefully he's going to realize that we're not getting up and getting him the food so mm-hmm. he won't come up to us and meow at us for the food. But um, last night, that's Last him getting a big leap in intelligence on his part. <laughs> hey, he's smart. Um, yeah. Last night, like, there's like a corner and the feeder's right here. And last night we heard something and then we went out there and he was laying here and the feeder was over here. So that he didn't even moved. make sense to me and I'm watching what you're doing. Yeah. He, yeah. Moved, he moved the feeder really far and it's actually pretty heavy because there's a full bag of cat food in it. He's getting yoked. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, but yeah, good to hear that you had a good holidays. That's quite a good gift. Um, what about you? Trying to th- I had a good holidays. My mom came out to visit. I don't know if I talked to Tom about that. The episode with Tom was really awesome. We were just like all over the place, which is awesome. And every time I'm hanging out with Tom, we just have those kind of conversations where I don't know. You just talk about some really cool shit. And so it was fun. When, to I, when I was listening to that, I was waiting. I was surprised it took so long for you to recommend a bird for him to play. I was just waiting. Oh, yeah. I was like, bird, bird, bird. Yeah. You finally said it. And I was like, yes. Yeah. And he was also leaning towards a rogue. So I was like, you know what? You could do like a rogue, but like just build it under a bard stat block and like have some other cool stuff you can do. Yeah. Or vice versa. I don't know. Sure. A rogue who just has a, a mandolin or something. Well, you made Nimbus, who was kind of like a warlock bard, but was just a warlock. Yeah. I think he was a bard who like made a bad deal. So yeah. he was a warlock. And my my character that we used for a little bit there, Mooch, was a warlock bard. <clears throat> a warlock bard. Yes, because they're both charisma casters. Yeah. It's a good combo. Do they... Um, do they really mesh well? Does like the action economy work out pretty well? Because I know you can bonus action Bardic Inspiration and Warlocks have a couple bonus actions, but it's not like every turn you're doing the bonus action, right? Yeah, but with I was doing the Blade Singer mm. bard, or is it Blade Singer? Is that what it's called? Um, uh, Blade Dancer or something? Um, something of Blades. College of Blades. Yes. I um, something like that. Yeah, so I think your your bardic inspirations made you do flourishes rather than 
I don't know if all the flourishes used your bonus action. I don't remember having it was like bonus action. You can like make an offhand attack, something like that. There's a defensive flourish, uh, yeah, attack one, or do you add it to an attack or something? It's like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do an attack, and as a bonus action, I'm gonna make this a defensive uh, flurry. I could pretty easily look at it, we could. But we always get hunkered down looking stuff up and we have to kill time and that's dead, true. it's dead air always. So who? Huh? I don't know. Okay. Um another question before we kind of dive into the D D here. Uh any New Year's resolutions? Um just eat healthier, I think. Yeah. I've been trying to do that beforehand anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this is really like a resolution, but I started doing it around New Year's, so um, I'm going to try to stop drinking coffee like first thing in the morning. Like have something to eat first? No. <laughs> I'm just running on empty, but I just yeah. mean like coffee always makes me feel worse eventually, whether yeah. it be like my stomach or like just crashing or my teeth not feeling good. So I've switched to tea and I'm okay. really like enjoying it. Another good thing if the coffee's hurting your tummy is just like eat a piece of toast or something, then drink the coffee, mm. just so it's not just like in there going at your tummy by itself. That's pro. That's actually a good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, unsolicited advice, folks. Eat yes. your coffee. Or chug a bunch of water, then drink your coffee also. Yeah. Oh, I had to go in at six in the morning today. Did you have and coffee? Yeah. Nope. I did not. Really? I tea. Oh, right. You just said that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind? Uh, uh, it's lemon green tea. Lipton? Uh, might be Lipton. Um, or something else. But I wor- yesterday I worked 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then got off work and was just so tired because I was in like a tractor clearing snow all day because here we got like 30 35 centimeters of snow so yeah there are like huge piles of snow everywhere it's like the worst snow i've seen in at least two years i'd say yeah it was just blizzarding all night long it was so windy that it was just yeah it was a mess yeah and it gets dark at like well when it's storming it really gets dark at like four yeah so it was like from four to eight, I was working in the dark and the snow was building up and I was having trouble moving it. And I thought I was going to get stuck. Holy shit. Today I was in like this John Deere tractor and no one else will know what I'm talking about, but do you know it's a seminary where there's that hill that goes down towards U-Haul? It's like pretty steep. Yeah. I was trying to plow that with the tractor and like the grass. No, or, the grass. Oh, never mind. There's a, there's a path. Yeah. 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 Anyways, just a really steep hill. And I was like, I probably should not do this. I don't have a whole lot of training on the tractor. Um, so I'll just save it for someone else. And then for some reason, I just like backed up and then started doing it. I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then I was like, this is probably a bad decision. And then I just did it. Like, it wasn't even like I made the decision. I was like, and I'm doing this now. And I started going down and I started like sliding to the left and I felt like the whole tractor tip up a little bit. And for about a second, I was like, 
I'm going to tip this tractor. I'm going to get in so much trouble. I'm probably going to get really hurt. (laughs) And then I just like stepped on the gas and it brought me down the hill before and like brought me to flat ground before I spilled Mm -hmm. and I got to the bottom of the hill and there was just such a rush of like, what's the opposite of like, or parallel to adrenaline where it like such a rush, but not in like, I feel like it's so adrenaline. I was just, yeah. I was <laughs> adrenaline, but in a bad way, I was like, that was so awful. And I should not have done that. Yeah. Negative adrenaline. Yeah. Um, so you essentially popped a wheelie. It was on two wheels, not front to back, like oh. side to side. It was yeah. about to tip like sideways. I would have whacked my one head. of the side wheelies. Yeah. Do you think you could have died? Ooh, if I hit my head good enough. Mm-hmm. I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. You should. You know what you should have done. Um, tell, enlighten me. You should have let her. You should have let her tip. You should have faked an injury. Home. Workers comp. Workers comp. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I might have to do that next time. Yeah. No, but it was like, for a second, I just had, I put my head on the steering wheel and I was just like, <sighs> like, holy fuck, <laughs> I should not have done that. And I don't know why I did. What you should have done, actually, uh-huh. is after you got to the bottom, you should have went like the, you should have whacked your head on the steering wheel really hard uh-huh. and gave yourself some sort of mild concussion as well as a cut on your head. Okay. Bam. Workers comp. You love the workers' comp. <laughs> you like get some recently or something? No, never have. Probably never will. You have a desk job, right? I feel like you could, you know, say Bad something. Bad backs. You're on your Ethernet cord or something. What? Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carpal tunnel in my hands. Can't type. Like Mitch Hearn has to wear a brace to play Smash Bros. What? Huh? Does he actually? Yes, it's like a whole thing that goes down his from his hand. He like what a try hard. He says it like hurts his hand when he plays. I don't know, like because yeah, he plays yeah. too much video games. You think that's actually what it's from? Probably. I don't know. Everyone, I'm plugging the episode with Mitchern. Maybe we talk about it. Nah, I don't want to talk about him. He, what? He's your best friend. Yeah, I was talking to him earlier today. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Uh, uh, I wish him a happy birthday the other day. On his birthday or the other day? Well, the, his birthday was the other day. It was New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. Like a week ago. Yeah. Over a week. So, yeah. Um, I feel like it was exactly a week ago. Today's Saturday. The first was on, also on a Saturday. It's the 8th and his birthday was on the 31st. Well, fuck. okay never mind remember you just said he's my best friend yeah he's my best friend too oh really yeah oh really um what's his sister's boyfriend's name fiance husband Uh, oh wow (laughs) (laughs) set yourself up i'm gonna go Ooh, steve what is it alex Uh, that was my second guess Mm mm-hmm you don't even know. Did you just cut? Did you just break? Pardon me? Did you just break? Are you okay? No, I'm fine. It's been a long day. and Now I'm taking this shit from you and Mitch Hearn will text me back. 
I told him not to. So. Yeah, no, I know. He he told me that too. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Something that's never been on the pod before, I don't think. Um, tell me while I go get something to wet my whistle because my throat's getting dry. When I trolled you and told you that, or made you think that I blocked your number. Fuck you. <laughs> I texted Theo. I searched up on Google. Um, you, have to go, you have to go back. What? We, we need the context. Which part? First year. What? Oh, you want to go all the way back. Um, well, in first year, I accidentally blocked Theo's number. Completely on accident. And he would always text. For how long? Months. I don't know exactly how long, but months. he would always he would always try and yeah months it's a semester and you would always try and text me and call me and neither of us had any idea why it would never work. We googled it like so many times, and I would always be like, "Am I blocked?" And you'd be like, "No, it's not that." <laughs> like, I know it's and not that. It automatically it obviously ended up being that. After a yeah, while, I decided have- to actually check. Well, I remember just being so mad. At you. <laughs> yeah and then uh and then i can't remember how it came up but you were like you were just like remember when i blocked you for like four months and i was like yeah that was a real meathead play and then you (laughs) sent something back that was like uh this user has been blocked um messages are not going through to their number or whatever Mm -hmm. and then and i was like what the fuck and then I was like, what the fuck? And then it, you just sent it again. Yeah, and I was on it, too. Like, as soon as you texted me, I would send it Oh, back. yeah. Like, yeah, was yeah. That was the other thing, it. too. Yeah. I was, was waiting like, for it. It was the perfect plan. <laughs> yeah, and then you were texting, or you were Snapchatting me, like, in a group chat or something. I was like, dude, I'm blocked. And stuff. <laughs> I, like, sent a screenshot. I was like, look what this idiot did. Yeah. And, and you were never blocked. Egg on my face. Yeah. Big old egg yolk. Yeah, a soft boiled egg. Ostrich egg. Those things gotta be big. Anyways, holy shit. We have to get into DD. I don't know how long we've been recording. Into what? DD. Oh. Right. right. That game we play every week. Yeah. Um, speaking of, we had a really good uh, session this week. Didn't mm-hmm. have any combat, I don't think. And even the session before, there was not a lot of combat. I had a really fun time getting back into Mordor. Oh, I know you had fun. <laughs> I was going to bring this up because I'm a little bit curious. Mm-hmm. Um, because Mordor seems very standoffish or... I don't know if you're leaning into low charisma or if he has low intelligence or something, (laughs) but he just likes to rub people the wrong way and me being one of them. Yeah. um, (laughs) So when I made him, I didn't really know how I wanted him to like act. He definitely has a low charisma score, but just like playing him, that's kind of just what I found. Like he's just, I don't know if he's standoffish, but he's just, he gets, people, he gets people riled up. Um, he likes ga- to gaslight people. It's true. Yeah. Really? Um, he likes to call it. Is it even for <laughs> his own enjoyment? Does he get a kick out of it? I don't think so. I think he just kind of does it. That's what, <laughs> just, like, okay. Um, 
I do have a plan though for what happened in the last session when I completely dunked on Robin. Okay, because this is what I was gonna bring up is that Mordar has been this character who's been in the campaign for months that is replacing your old character. Mm-hmm. And we sort of had to shoehorn this character in in a way that the way we did it is that you were you went to the high school that everyone else went to, but then you went to the um, spectators, which is like an organization that likes to recruit young heroes. Like it's like a scouting agency, basically, right. who also will like endorse you to become it's like yes you're a good prospect we will help you get to the top and you like they're like an agency sort of yeah um and so you were like a fresh member of that and who had been looking for the party and you had found them and it was like great my that's i did what i needed to do and then it was like well now what does mordar do because he just gets dragged into the it's like obviously nathan knows what the whole campaign has been about it's been it's actually centered around your first character Mm -hmm. so for you to not be in on the mission is kind of like well then what the fuck are we doing so mordar goes along with the mission kind of becomes a little bit of a background character for a lot of the stuff as which i think was good since daz was kind of the main character in the first bit that is a good call he was very much taken back yeah so i took a backseat for a little while which was good which is good, but at the same time, taking a backseat during your introduction means that you don't get a fleshed out backstory. Sure. You don't get a lot of attention. You don't get to role play as much and find your character. So for a long time, Mordar is just like this dude who is there. Like mm-hmm. he just probably made, solved like five or six sessions. Yeah. Or even like, We've played a lot of sessions in that campaign. True, um, true. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like Mordar kind of just got swept up in everything and we didn't really get the fully flesh out of his character. Come two weeks ago, I'm like, let's try to tie Mordar in a little bit more. We'll introduce an NPC to him that is from his backstory so we can bring that up, flesh that out a bit more. We don't have to fully delve into your backstory, but essentially... <laughs> There's to be something. Essentially, you um, were possessed for a few minutes when you were younger by like the big bad of the campaign. And yeah. he caused you to set a fire, which was the death of this new NPC's sister and your brother. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, it would be cool if we introduced an NPC. They have some animosity towards you because you started the fire and you never really felt remorseful for it. And so you kind of told your side of the story and the NPC was like, that is not what happened at all. It seems like you don't correctly remember what happened, which was like a shock to you as a character too. Cause I was telling you that your memory had been altered. Right. Um, and so this person is like, okay, I think I'm starting to connect some dots here. I think you, I think you're innocent. I think that we're on the right track. You guys kind of met up. You have similar goals. It's like, let's kind of work together. And so she kind of starts asking you some questions about like what you've been doing and what your plans are. And Mordar is just like shutting her down. 
like one word answers or just like she was like so what have you been doing since it like the incident and you were like this and she's like um okay um what do you think that this person has like our brother and sister and you're like i don't know i guess we'll find out when we get there the only way we're gonna know is if we just keep going forward and she's like okay like do you even feel like a little bit bad about what you did and you're just like i don't know i don't even remember and so, it it was really funny, but you just leaned into being kind of robotic in a way of just like, yeah, the only way we're going to find out is to go there. And if they're not there, then we'll just keep looking. She's like, okay, you know, you killed my sister, right? So my question was sort of, is that a character choice or were you just fucking with me? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> um, I think Mortar is, uh, well, everyone handles grief differently. And he kind of, especially where Robin's someone that knows what happens. I mean, if you did something like that and thought one thing, and then someone came and said, no, you did this, it kind of like baffle you a bit. And yeah. I think Mortar is a little like resilient or, not resilient, uh, resentful of her kind of for, for laying down the truth that he, that it's not his truth. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of someone coming and saying like, everything you know is wrong. This is actually like, you know, exactly. We're in a lot deeper shit than you thought. She was now all of a sudden it's mortar that killed all these people that he just thought died. It was an accident. Well, originally I think yeah. she thought it was like an accident, but this is yeah. like I kind of did something in my head. The story is like Mordar went into a restricted section of the library, was looking mm-hmm. around with some books, stumbled upon one he really shouldn't have looked at, and then gets sort of possessed, does all this bad stuff, and then flashes locks. back. Yeah, locks yeah. people in the basement, mm-hmm. and then clocks out of that and is like just remembers like looking down his hand and seeing a candle yeah. is like is like the only thing you really remember of that yeah so to be like no like this was something that you did i watched you do it and robin is like this person who like really didn't like you going in and then was like oh it's not your fault maybe you do have some sort of um morality to you mm-hmm. and then you kind of deflect a lot of the stuff that she says so now she's like okay i have no reason like i was going to give this guy a chance he doesn't seem to want to communicate or at least put in the effort so why am i even like she is someone who is like on the brink of snapping and mm-hmm. so that was kind of like seeing you as maybe like a bit of hope and now that is sort of gone. Right. So she is very frustrated at you. I know. <laughs> so um, now kind of knowing your perspective, I'm interested to see how you kind of bring that back maybe. Or Yeah. I don't know, know how I will yet either, but I sure. don't see Mordor coming clean and being like, look, I kind of have this tendency where I no, lack as a defense mechanism. I can see him sort of just being like, you know what? Like, 
I'll give you a hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> at one point he just won't be a dick. <laughs> but the thing is, is that a very similar thing happened a couple months ago when I introduced a character. So Robin and this character four that I think we've Yeah, met. that was me just fucking with you with four. Four was you fucking with me. Yeah, that wasn't then, any <laughs> so four was like i you guys don't have a lot of npcs traveling with you it'll be fun to have like a new person come in i'll have like a self-insertion npc where i can sort of talk with the party someone who knows the area to be like i think we need to go this way i'm not 100 sure but to just like get you on the right track um and just kind of be you know it's fun to have an npc in the party it's like, okay, they're going to roll an attack roll. It's like, oh, they got like a nat one. They're like, oh, this dude, like they all rag on the NPC. Or mm-hmm. like like Balnor. Like yeah. they just love ragging on Balnor. And so the session that four was introduced, you weren't there. I wasn't them. there. Right. Everyone loved four. Yeah. Then all of a sudden Mordar shows up and is like, who the fuck is this guy? Starts well, being... Four wasn't making a hundred percent sense with some of the things he was saying, and I was questioning them. And four got four got upset that I was questioning him and calling him stupid. He he re- reasonably you called him yes. stupid. Yes, but I think there was a look. Everyone else likes there. four, <laughs> but people uh, Agmo was on my side when I was when I was questioning. Rat was on your side. <laughs> exactly i i think i noticed that last session too where um everyone loved four and then nathan comes on starts ganging up on four everyone else gangs up on four robin shows up everyone loves robin in the first session there was a session that you weren't there for everyone got along well with robin um and then you show back up again and kind of start a fight (laughs) And everyone else jumped in, or everyone else, Dave and Brett jumped in on that and was like also being a little bit of shitheads to her. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of so like, okay, first, first time for it's like everyone ganging up. I was like, okay, ha, ha he'll become the villain. Like, which actually worked one. very well. It really did. And now it's like, now you guys are just pissing off NPCs. I think the most offensive part is every time like I'll create an NPC that's like kind of just like me voicing in. It'll be like good person to have around. They'll help them in combat. Every single time I do that, you guys hate them, which kind of is like, do they hate me? (laughs) Um, Yeah. With four, I was totally just messing with you. Uh And it was great fun. Loved it. Um, that that I was able to go along with pretty well because I was like, this is just some dude. And then I built his story around you not liking him. Yeah. Robin is like a person. I was like, okay, Mortar doesn't really have a backstory. Let's put this in his way. It'll help flush it out. He'll have a satisfying end to his story. And you're just like, nope. <laughs> For like, now, I was like, nope. Uh, I think that is a good direction to go with it. I think, uh, yeah, Mortar just had to get a little get a little bit of it out okay because in the moment i was like look i'm dangling this plot hook in front of you why aren't yeah. you making it <laughs> but um no i think now looking back like really leaning into 
her not liking you will maybe make it more satisfying in the long run when it, she fully, if she fully comes around on you. That all yeah. depends on how Morda or if Morda comes around. Yeah, exactly. So um, that is interesting. Another thing that happened in the last session is that, uh, well, two sessions ago, Eggmull was decapitated, and I don't usually, I rarely kill players. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw something online that was like, you shouldn't kill players unless they make a truly bad decision or if there's just insanely bad luck. So I try to sort of live by that. And they were in this fight with um, a stat block called the Bear King. It's called the Bear King. And the fight was not going well. And Eggmull just kept taking death saves, getting brought back up taking death saves, spell slots were getting burned. Other people were going down. It was like really focusing on your action economy. And um, Eggmull gets down to like two death saves. And he, the dude is like, look, I see your friend is not looking in good shape. How about you give me his weapon? And he's like, and you give me your weapon. And these are like plus two weapons. Eggmo's weapon is like given to him by his father. Like he's talked yeah. about it being his favorite weapon or item he's ever gotten. I've talked about on the show it being my favorite item I've ever made, like homebrewed. And I was just like, that looks like a cool weapon. Give me that. Give me that. You guys can just go. And the, they were like, okay. And so they heal up Eggmo. And then they're like, we're not going to really give up, are we? And took that as like a free action to heal him up. Heal him up. And then he ended up putting Eggmull back down and was like, okay, I offered you guys a deal. You guys went back on that deal. I'm going to kill your friend. And so he went down and he started taking death saves away from him. Which I wouldn't do unless, you know, like I said, there's maybe some questionable decisions made. Yeah. It's like, realistically, someone's like, I'm giving you an offer to get out. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah, we respect that. We were going to lose. We're submitting to, like, you know, you win. Mm -hmm. And then trying to get the upper hand on that. And he's like, oh, no, no. Like, you're not fucking with me. Like, you're in my house. So he is like, he kills Eggmull. And he's like, okay, now you guys, like, killed your friend. Do you guys want to leave now? And then they kept attacking him. They did kill him. But... I specified that he was decapitated because I like, I wouldn't say if he not like someone gets knocked down, I'm like, and he decapitates you because then you can't make death saving throws. Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, he's like finishing him off. He's cutting his head off. And so revivify is not going to work in that scenario. Yes. So what we had to do is reincarnation, which was actually really fun. Um, and I think that one of the reasons that it worked so well is that I know that there's a, in the DMS guide or, or maybe even in the player handbook, like under that spell or something, you can see this chart, um, of the reincarnation chart where you roll D 100 and there's like a bunch of species on there. There's like gnome, halfling, dwarf, human, wood elf, like, um, all of like the free ones on D and D beyond and stuff like that. Yeah. 
but I was like, I don't really want to use that one just because kind of get basic. I created my own and I kind of took this a little bit from that because I know Murph when hard one got reincarnated, he kind of tweaked that chart a little bit just so it wasn't like, cause there was some things on there that like Jake would not have wanted and been like, right. it kind of ruins my character for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I will just make a list of stuff that I think Brett would like to play. It's like, so no matter what, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. That's definitely the way to do it. It's like, you know, you have someone in your party who knows reincarnate, like they're going to bring them back. Why bring them back? as something they're not going to want to play. So there were like 12 different options I had. Um, it was halfling, orc, dragonborn, earth, genasi, water, genasi, air, genasi, fire, genasi, halfling again, human, high elf, wood elf. I thought high elf would be free, like just like such a change up that it would be fun for him. Sure. I think he would have t- taken that one well. Wood elf, Goliath, dwarf, Warforge, and then if he rolled a 94 through 100, he would have just been able to choose whatever he wants. Like, I would have just listed them all out like that, and then he could have picked one. But, um, and the reason I had Halfling twice on there is because his dad is a Halfling, and that kind of ties a lot. Like, his dad is a pretty prominent NPC in the campaign, so if he came back as a Halfling, it would have just been, like, really satisfying, you know, with his father and stuff like that, so I want to put the odds in that favor. But at the same time afterwards, I realized he basically has a, I gave him two roles and he could have picked, but with four options as a Genasi, he basically had a 50% chance that he was going to be a Genasi. True. So (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) He ended up getting earth Genasi, which flavor wise really fits well with his character. It was like a really brawny, large guy who, just like solved everything with his um, weapon or his muscle. Strength. Yeah. Strength, essentially. So I thought the Earth Genasi, like if it had been like water, I don't think it, it would have been dope. I don't think it would have really made a whole lot of sense. Air it would have been less fitting. Fire is fun, no matter, like fire is awesome. But yeah. Earth just seemed like really like Eggmo. And I feel like, I don't know. Even the name like Eggmool just sounds earth like earthy. Sure. I like how you gave two rolls and let him pick out of the two. I wasn't gonna do three. No. But because I think in Nadpod they did three. But I don't remember. But I was I was considering doing three, but then I was like, nah, then you're really just like kind of picking yeah. what you can be. Yeah. It's like do two and then pick. Because he could have just like his first role was just human. And it's like, okay, you come back as a human. And it's like, that's awesome. That's a really fun reincarnation. Thanks, Theo. That's what I would have picked. Well, yeah, because you're a fucking stat patter. Yes. I'm Russell Westbrook. I don't know if that's a good thing right now. Is it? It's good. I don't know. I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> I remember on Buckets there saying... Just going on a little basketball tangent. They said a while ago that Russell Westbrook is the best third play, like third option. Yeah. On any team. But do you think he's better than Kyrie? Is Kyrie the third option? 
Full four? Do you, what, you, think better, you think Harden's the third option on the team? Scoring-wise, yeah, because he's a better facilitator. Harden is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like... Scoring-wise, I think Kyrie's the second option. I don't even know about that. Like, Harden is like... It's definitely close. Uh, Kyrie only had 22 points in his first game, which, I mean, it was his first game, but... Didn't Harden have 16? Yeah, but how many assists did he have? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I think he had eight. That's pretty fucking good. I think he's average, yeah. He's probably averaging like eight assists a game. Yeah, he's averaging close to it. He's had 15 assist games. Oh, yeah. Um, Kyrie had 22. Harden had 18, 5, and 6. Kyrie had 22, 3, and 4. I played Kyrie that game. I'm, I mean, I had to, but... Man, do you see Shea only got me like 20 fucking eight points last night? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was my one chance. Yeah. But I did you see the trade I made? Okay, so I saw it, but who gets who? Who did you trade? I I gave up Paul George for Clay and Norman Powell. Okay, so you fleeced him. Mm -hmm. Brian sent me a screenshot of that, and he's like, Why don't I get these trades? You know why I sent that trade? Uh, because the same reason you sent all your shitty trades? No, because I saw a post of Woj saying that there's potential that Paul George might not be back till the playoffs. They just bring Paul George and Kawhi back a week before the playoffs and then have them play the week before and then get them right in the playoffs. Right, but even if Paul George plays the rest of the season, I still think that Norm Powell and Klay Thompson are more valuable than just Paul George because... Norm Powell's had he had a pretty solid game the other day, didn't he? Yeah, he had, he had fifty fantasy points on Monday, and he just got me thirty-two last night. If you can get thirty every week from that kind of level, like that's great. Sure. I need uh, I need Portland to trade CJ. I he's on my team. I know. Where would he go? I don't know. Also, he has like a. Collapse he, long he's, he should be back soon. Really hope so because that's been a huge L to my team. Yeah, I heard he's recovering well and uh, shouldn't be out too much longer. Oh, uh, quick tangent onto hockey fantasy before we get back to Tolkien fantasy, mm-hmm. um, or at least high fantasy. Um, Nikita Kucherov finally back. Do you know who Kucherov is? No. What? It sounds like a lady. Kutra? No, the first name. Nikita? Yeah. Yeah, but he's the second best player in the NHL, so you can't really like... Right behind Crosby? Crosby is not the second best player in the NHL. And he's behind Nathan McKinnon. No, he's better than Nathan McKinnon. Just barely, I'd say. Nathan McKinnon is really good, but... You're just trying to shout out your Nova Scotia lads. Obviously. Well, I bet you're a huge Marshawn fan too. Who? Brad Marshawn. Oh, yeah. He's from Nova Scotia. He's from... Dartmouth? Fall River? Yeah. I almost... Yeah, he's from Dartmouth, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, Nikita Kucherov, he's like come second in the scoring title, like at least the past couple of years or been very close. He's been battling a lot of injuries. Actually, he missed all of last season, came back for the playoffs, and then he won the Stanley Cup. He's on your team, is he? Yes, I got the second nice. over. I got the second overall pick. I picked Kudrov. I didn't get to play him a single game. And Wait, who's the best? Connor McDavid. It's like okay. not even close. Okay, he's fast. He is more than fast. He is just so smart. Yeah. Um, we won't talk about hockey too much longer. I promise. But with my second overall pick, I picked Kudrov, and. Before I even got the chance to play him, he got in like a bad injury. And so he's finally back. And I've been doing, I'm four and six at this point, but I've been missing my best player and the second overall pick. So it's like, we're back. Things are looking up. And I got Kyrie back in the other league. CJ's looking like he's going to come back soon. Like, you know. Sitting pretty. And Jamal Murray coming back in February. Ooh, that's really nice. I just want to see him play basketball again. Okay, that's enough fantasy sports. Wait, did you see him windmill? Jamal Murray? That clip of him windmilling from like a week ago? Oh, I did actually. Yeah. Okay, now that's enough. Love love him. Just to get the last word in. Let's take a quick ad break. We'll be right back. We won't take a four-day break like we did with Tom. It'll just be a minute. Actually, what? Don't I gotta go? No way. Yes, yeah. Are you kidding? Thank you to Newsly for sponsoring this week's episode of Dungeon Master's Apprentice. Newsly is an audio app that you can get for your iOS and Android that picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment, and it will read you to them in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Go ahead and browse articles from topics you choose, perhaps the latest D&D news, or, um, you know, if, uh, if there's a new expansion pack coming out, mm-hmm. maybe uh, some new subclasses. Yeah, if you listen to the last episode, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, and uh, start enjoying. So stop scrolling and start listening. In addition, they have podcasts from over 40 countries, including our very own Dungeon Master's Apprentice. So download and use Newsly for free now, www.newsly dot me or uh from the link that i'll put in the description and use our new promo code master 2021 it's a pretty dope code better than the last one hey whoa <laughs> <laughs> the last one was confusing it's like dungeon but the o is a zero so make sure you get that no this one's just straight master 2021 and you'll get a one month free premium subscription how's that sound it sounds pretty good yeah it does sound pretty good thanks newsly And we're back from the other side of that advertisement. Uh, Nathan, just to wrap up this episode here, I want to talk quickly about how we've shifted gears from the maze campaign into a whole... My idea. The maze campaign was your idea. We'll give you credit for that. Fortunately, we're not going to do the maze campaign anymore. I also have to give you credit for that because I realized it was such a terrible idea. Right. No, um, I really did like that idea. And I thought maybe it didn't have enough legs to do like 
a year or more's worth of sessions, which is based on the length of the last couple of campaigns that we've done. We had one, the very first one that we did was like four months, three, four months. Second one we did was like seven. This one, the third one now, this is just like the ones that I've run. Um, This one now has been going on for over a year. So easily our longest one. And the next one, I think, will probably be about the same length as the one that we were doing now. So about a year, which is a very long time. I know some people do campaigns longer than that. um, But, you know, like we're young, we change our attention very quickly to the whatever is new you know we all want to make new characters we all got very excited for the maze campaign but i don't know if it has enough life to run for about a year Mm -hmm. i think maybe it could run for two months three months if we just did that straight i think three months we would be sad we'd be quite satisfied yeah so instead of doing a whole campaign around it, we're going to, I have known that the last destination you guys have go, are going to has been Shadowfell for quite a while. And what better way to finish off the campaign than with a maze? A maze. Uh-huh. Amazing. Amazing. Right? Yes, dude. Whoa. Wow. And so what I was thinking was, is this dude, the Shadow King's Fortress is going to be in the middle of this maze. A maze. Wow. Nice. <laughs> yes, again. His fortress is going to be in the middle of this maze. And that's the way that we'll incorporate it. You guys will be able to go into this maze campaign high level. So you'll be able to all be able to throw more difficult things in the maze than like, there's a spider. Like, or like uh. there's a, there's three goblins and it's like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I'm down. Like, yeah, you know, like, will it be able to do a lot with this maze? There will be like spells that are being triggered as you're walking Traps through the rooms and yet yeah, tr- like yeah. stuff like that. And I, I mean, I think there is something to going into a maze, being helpless, like level one being like, oh man, there's like a spy. Like we have to get out of the maze. Like there's this giant centipede. And then that becomes like the biggest thing. It's like we have to, in order to get to the next session section of this maze, like we all have to, you know, defeat this giant bug or whatever. And mm-hmm. that could be really fun. But I think that's kind of, you know, how long can we do that for at that low level yeah. and go up? You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're going to do Shadowfell as the maze. And that kind of left open, like what's going to be campaign four, I'll say. Um, and I was thinking about it for a while and I was like, well, what if we just revisited a setting that we've already been to? And really the only setting that we've fully fleshed out prior to the high school campaign has been uh, the world of West area not to be confused with Westeros, which I did not even know that that was called that when yeah, I made right. the name Westeria. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I Hand to Pelor, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. As he sips his orange juice. Praise the Allfather and let him smite me if I'm lying. 
<laughs> you automatically get smited. Oh, that would be awesome. By yeah. the Allfather? I think he'd be dead. And then I get to go to his... I don't think he'd bring you there if he smited you. Really? He doesn't want... Yeah. He didn't... He didn't smite me to hang out. No, he smited you to send you to hell. The opposite of hanging out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hanging. Well, I don't really care what you believe because I did not know (laughs) what Westeros was when I made the name Westeria. And I think that's actually a better name than Westeros, if I'm going to be honest. Not to, you know, carry in too much bias, but... And you can weigh in on it if you want. I think uh, it's kind of sad that you didn't know what Westeros was because that means you didn't watch all the Game of Thrones, which is sad. Well, I haven't watched... In itself. When I had came up with the name, I hadn't seen any episodes... That was two and a half years ago. Since then, I've seen one episode. Mm. Yes. The first one? Yeah. Uh, yes. And you liked it, if I do recall. I did enjoy it, but then I didn't know how to watch more. Well, it's pretty easy. You can I pretty do. well stream anything for free nowadays. Well, illegally. remember, I don't want to end up like you and have a virus on my laptop. Ah, yeah, that's right. But that was you. You did that, so. How do you think I got it? I don't know, because you don't watch streams legally, so. Well, okay. Regardless, for those who have not caught up on all 54 episodes, um, uh, episode, like when I started the podcast, we were playing in West Area and about maybe episode 20 or something like that. Is where we ended it. I talked maybe even earlier than that, but we had a whole episode about how I accidentally, not accidentally, we lined up a fight for the final one. Uh, the big bad guy, big bad girl, mm-hmm. um, turned into a Tarask, and the party was not able to defeat the Tarask, uh, resulting in a total party kill. And you can go back. We got whomped. You did get whomped, and it was a reasonable challenge rating because there were two level 20 PCs and two level 18 NPCs, which should take down a Trask. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't work out. You guys lost, and I was had to be like, okay, you guys die. The big, bad, evil girl goes on to take over the whole planet and basically, basically enslave them all to her uh, desire. And sorry, guys, uh, that's where we're going to end the campaign. And you guys felt really bad. And that's all talked about on those early episodes there. But um, I think that it would be fun to revisit that world and sort of clean up your scraps. Clean up the mess we made. Uh Uh-huh. And not as the same characters, as just completely different characters who – you know, we're, I'm sort of taking a page out of Nadpod's book a little bit. Maybe that's where I got the inspiration from. They're going back to the setting of their first campaign. I'm going back to the setting of my first homebrew campaign. Um, but I think it's a good idea. You know, we have a couple players who are very familiar with that setting. We have a couple players who we have one player right. who we have one player who played in that campaign for maybe five sessions and was like a guest on it and like john has always been really enthusiastic about D and the campaigns that we've played 
So there were like multiple days where I would sit down and just read from him, read to him from my notes and just tell him everything that happened in this campaign that was, he wasn't even a part of it. And he was just listening and enjoying it and making notes about like what was going on. And then, so he's pretty familiar as well, I'd say. And then Brett, having been on the podcast more than you and talking to yeah, you. Through like general osmosis and like just gathering information from what I've told him over the past, you know, year or whatever is, you know, familiar with the world, what the kind of setting was, how it was laid out, what, what happened in the end. So, but this isn't going to take place in a world where a lot of those same characters exist. So, you know, Nathan's character is dead. Dave's character is dead. All the MPs, like for every nine and for every 10 NPC that they knew, eight or nine are deceased. So there's not going to be a lot of like, Oh, like this person comes up or like you go to this location and, and I put in like an inside thing for like Nathan and Dave to pick up on. And they're like, Oh yes. Like I remember this. It's going to be so different. It's very post-apocalyptic. It's very, um, I'm going to say it's pretty dark and pretty evil and pretty medieval in the way that this was already a very low magic world that now has been like taken over. So, you know, all of the major cities are either leveled completely or run by criminals who like, there's like some crime boss who like stepped up and everyone just kind of like works under the alarm. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, we all serve him. Like kind of like, like he, there's probably some dude who like calls himself a King, but really he's just like some, gangster dude who like was the highest ranked at the time and fell into this power mm-hmm. and is now just like this figurehead for the capital town like something like that yeah. or these smaller towns have either been like completely destroyed completely abandoned or you know it's like a refuge town for the people who did survive like a rebellion or something exactly so what i'm thinking is you guys will all be part of a, a different a rebellion from a different part of the map. Mm-hmm. So your character is going to be, I mean, you can go ahead and describe kind of what your character is like, and then we can go from there. But Yeah. I modeled them after the unsullied from game of Thrones. If you know what that is, they're just like, only seen one episode, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you don't know what it is. I mean, anybody Idea. else. Um, they're like, uh, they were taken as kids, as slaves for this army, and they're um, deprived of all distractions, so they have their genitals cut off, so that there's no like. Their what? Genitals. Okay. Cut off. Do you know what that means? Cut off. Yeah, that means yeah. being like snip. Yeah. Snip snaps. So there's no distractions at all, and they're pretty well raised, like purely to be soldiers and they're told not to speak unless spoken to that kind of stuff and uh, i'll break free from that somehow and be my and i will talk yeah you mentioned your concern about me not speaking yeah that's the whole thing with the can you know how ken coups work mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's another whole concern about that yeah 
So, um, but yeah, you're going to likely be from the same monastery that your other character was from, but this monastery has turned from being a face for evil to actually just being evil. And then you're going to yeah. break free from that. Cause like Thurmond, another game of Thrones reference, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. except it was torment in game of Thrones, but yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Thurmond was um, part of this monastery that was like on the outside good, but it was actually closeting evil. Mm-hmm. And so now your character is going to be someone who was raised in this evil monastery who has broken away kind yeah. of like the opposite. But I think that's a cool tie in between characters to like have the same background. Yeah. Um, and then, so let's say for example, Dave's character is like, from the capital city where there's like a bunch of criminals and he is like maybe he was like one of the henchmen to like the big crime boss and he like also got away and now you guys are like oh we're like you know like these runaway people who are trying to rebel against the bigger power but also just your own like there will be this npc who is your head monk that you will just hate and there's gonna be some crime boss that let's say Dave just absolutely hates. So we'll have like these mini bosses before. And then let's say, you know, John, I haven't talked to John about his character yet, but he knows the world well enough to be like, I want to be from this area. One thing that Dave brought up, actually, you remember the snow elves? One of you could be a snow elf. That'd be cool. They were these people who lived out in the middle of the ocean on like this iceberg. And, the iceberg was not big enough to sustain the whole population. So they planned to send off half their population to like, go look for quote unquote, go look for new land, knowing full well, knowing full well, they weren't coming back. So they sent the poor and um, you guys showed up and you were like, how about, you guys like went up to the king, you fought him, and the king was like, Okay, okay, like uh I'll do whatever you want. And you guys were like, instead of the poor going on the ship and going out, the rich have to go on the ship and go out, and the poor stay here. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys really flipped them on their heads. They did end up surviving with your help, but we have this civilization civilization of snow elves who live on land now, and we have this civilization who still are on the iceberg. It'd be cool if, like, uh, maybe the iceberg was completely unaffected by the takeover of uh, the Big Bad, and they were kind of just, like, on their own little um, sanctuary. Yeah, like Hawaii or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think... You're definitely going to see one or two snow elves. You guys could, I think it would be dope if one of you guys played one of them. Mm-hmm. You've already kind of landed on your character. I'll maybe pitch it to Dave or yeah. maybe even Brett would find that kind of cool. I feel like Brett would find that cool. I don't know if John's a huge elf guy, Yeah, but maybe I'm putting words in his mouth. Uh, but yeah, um, really looking forward to revisiting same locations every once in a while the same character you know what i mean like if you met like an elf or something that would be still alive like maybe the headmaster mm-hmm. or you know um like some characters that would live for a long time i'm thinking this is going to be at least 40 years i don't want to be too long because then things really get settled in and like 
Yeah. I want this to be like in the midst of a revolution. Right. So um, it's like the rebels are like dying off and you guys are like the last of them rather than it being the last line of defense type of thing. It's like you guys are actively losing instead of like um, we've lost already. Yeah, I think in the new trilogy, or at least in like a new hope, like Star Wars A New Hope, that is like mm-hmm. we have lost and now we're building back up around like Luke and around this person. Right. I think it would be fun to be like we are losing ground actively. You are part of a battalion of like 30 soldiers and like last week it was 40. You know what I mean? So you you know i don't know exactly how i'm gonna set it up yet but maybe like there is a person who is trying to recruit a like it's like look we can't have a whole band of orcs going at these guys because the orcs have like this weakness to like fire or something where they can just get wiped out really easily it's like you don't want to grow all the same one crop so this person is like okay well i like this monk over here who kind of seems like he can't really control his rage that well. And I like this snow elf over here who seems to have a knack for druidry, druidic, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and we have this person over here who is like from the capital city who is like, who was high up in the crime ring and now all of a sudden like let's say Dave's character, the crime boss like exposes him for something. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. Like I'm out of here. Like I'm not standing for this. Like I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to build my own army, my own army and come back against you. It's like, I like <laughs> the spunk of this dude and you know, like whatever John's dude ends up being. So you take like these four people, it's kind of like making the Avengers in a way. The suicide squad. Ooh, I like that even better. I like that mm-hmm. because you guys won't be like the. Well, I don't know. It's like the, you guys probably will be like a ragtag crew. It won't yeah. be like Captain America and like Iron Man, the billionaire, and like Hulk, the really smart scientist who's also Jack. Yeah. Sometimes, and no, it'd be like the dude who was once a criminal and the dude who was once an evil monk who like uh, had his uh, genitalia cut off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, the direction the campaign is heading. I still have a lot to do. I'm not even going to think about that a whole lot until I start drawing out this maze and figuring out what's going on. And, you know, it's not going to be a huge maze. It'll maybe, you know, it'll take you a while. And the way that, this campaign works is that we can talk to one NPC for half an hour. Sure. That's why we didn't get to any combat. I had combat planned for last session, but there was like two NPCs in a row that you guys went and talked to. And each one was like half an hour. Yeah. So it was like really fun, but we didn't get to everything I had planned, which was the combat at the end. Um, So yeah, I think if I throw, an NPC or two in this maze, we can stretch it out for quite a while. Yeah, definitely. 
sweet. Is there, um, I think that's a pretty good teaser for the next, um, the next campaign and, uh, a little teaser for next episode. I have a, uh, pre-written, pre-written module that I'm going to try to run for you guys. Let's say we just kind of want to do an off week. I haven't even opened it up out of the wrapping yet, but we'll maybe next episode, we'll do a little preview of that. Or next time we bring it up, we'll have had, or like we will have done it. You should record it. Oh, that's actually a really good idea because we never did do the part two to that. And I feel like that's so far gone that like to come back to that would be so, I don't know. Out of place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have to go back, listen to it again. You guys would probably have to listen to it again to even know. Remake our characters. Remake your character, you know. I think I, um, my friend Nick really liked the one time that we did an actual play on the show, mm-hmm. and I think that one did pretty well numbers wise. Not probably not as well, good as this one will do. You know? I was in it, but so was Dave. So I mean, and John, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. So I did you listen to the one, John? Yeah, I was not did. I was not all. Number one fan, except for the ones I'm in. Yeah, because I loved it, right? John, I think listens to the one season. I do sometimes, but not every time. Um, but um, yeah, John is planning on running a different tabletop role playing game for us, and you know, based on what he kind of told you about the world setting and stuff like that, uh. Is there anything you, you guys are absolutely right about me just fully ascending instantly? Oh yes, I knew yeah. I nailed it on the head. Yeah. I was thinking about that the whole time and you guys said that. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, I think I would probably want to be someone who tries to like completely avoid it. like someone who is very grounded in the world and like maybe someone who research heavy or like very focused on the history but not very tempted you know like the not a scientist but like does research i guess kind of like the character that i'm doing right now john dollar the character i'm doing right now Mm -hmm. he's he's like a historian and an anthropologist can you hear the plow going by slightly i hope they're doing the sidewalks because they haven't done them yet that's fine it's really fun because I have to walk in ankle deep snow. Walk on the road. Uh, really, can't really, can't really. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think he said his book is coming in pretty soon. So I'm, and he said like. He, I was really happy with that episode and that conversation because it seems like John is so excited about that. Sure. And it's fun to see him excited about something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with anyone, but it's like, you know, John has never met you or Brett or, or Dave. So for, you know, your friend to be so excited to run, something for all of your other friends is like it's like i'm i'm excited that he's excited do you know what i mean yeah yeah and 
Like he was like, I'll translate like every page of this book for you guys. Yeah. And I will make like character sheets for you to like templates. Mm-hmm. And he probably will. Like, yeah. so I think that we can definitely dedicate like take a break from my campaign, take a break from Dave's campaign and do John's campaign for a while. That'll be, I think that's the way to do it because of all of the new lore and stuff like that and magic systems. And even like, it's not just D and D it's like a new game. Yeah. So we can't just be like, okay, we'll do this once or we'll do this twice and then go back to uh, Dave's campaign. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, delving into that for like two months yeah agreed um, yeah and we will definitely keep everyone updated on that as that comes through um i'm sure if it that had came in john would have already texted me and yeah, sent his picture 100 uh, looking forward to that um nathan it's been a great episode it's been a great chat we've definitely gone on longer than i anticipated close we're like pushing an hour 20, I feel like. Sure. Yeah. Um, I did tell Andrew that I would go play Unite with him. It's on record. And I will it's, follow up on that. If you don't, then you have to send me that four grand. Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to play Unite, then maybe we forego the charge or, you know. No, I don't think so. I oh, think yeah. even if I play, we don't forego it. Well, Sorry. I mean, like playing with a master, two masters. No. Hmm. Well, Nathan, I guess I'll um, send you that e-transfer. Same address, yeah, same uh, email still. Yeah, just uh, auto, auto deposits on. Yeah, of course. Of course, of course, of course. Um, thank you all for listening to this long episode. Uh, if you made it to the end, send, uh, send us a DM on uh, Dungeon Master Pod at Instagram. Or cash. Uh, you can send us cash too, but I was going to say, if you made it to the end of this episode, send us a DM, Dungeon Master Pod, and you will be in the Hall of Fame. How's that? It means nothing. That actually really fucking hurts the. <laughs> uh, it's a really high honor. Uh, Dave was the first. So that's how you know it's a really prestigious award. Is if Dave is the first one to get it, right? Am I right? Mm. And then uh, Bryant got it second, and then Brett got it third, and then you were sort of just like, I can't not. I mean, you. Thanks everyone for listening. It's been a really great episode. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Bye.